Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A matter of year where a movie is not only a comedy, but it is also a drama. Oh, jeez, that's so inventive. What is that? The year is 1921. Why, yes. Hello and welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. <clears throat> sorry, uh, sorry, I'm just going a little bit crazy at the moment, dear listeners, as I'm stuck in the past due to a time travel mishap. Go back to last week's episode uh, for the backstory on that one. But yes, hello, it's Oldie But A Goodie. Oh, we are now in the year 1921. I've spent all week here. I have to say, it's quite a fun time. Very smelly. But yes, I'm Sandra. I'm just walking along. I'm going to review a movie in a second. But first, I want to talk to this person. Hello, person. Oh, hello there, comrade. Oh, we've got a Russian on the streets of America. Hello. This isn't America. Where do you think this is? This is America. This is Moscow. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, that would explain why... My last week has been so weird. This is this is very clearly Moscow. Oh. And I am very clearly a uh, famous founder, Nikolai Tikomir. Tickle your what, sir? <laughs> Excuse me? Do you know who I am? No, I, I am don't. very prestigious founder now. Founder now, because we just opened it. Yeah. Of the Gas Dynamic Laboratory oh, in that- Russia. Is that important? Is that a big thing? Yes, it's very important. We are doing very important things for science at Gas Dynamic Laboratory. Oh, what are you doing there? What are you coming up with? We're studying We're studying a rocket propulsion. Oh, because you're going to win the space race, aren't you, Russia? Yes, exactly. We're going to help win the space race. Those damn Americans won't know what hit them. Plus, in about 20 years, our rocket work will become very useful for other reasons other than, you know, space race reasons. Uh, but not, don't worry uh, Don't want to get that. into that. Don't want to get into that one. <laughs> We're going to move past that one and focus on the science. Uh, because I have also won the Hero of Socialist Labor Award. Mmm, you know, I consider myself a bit of a socialist. It's interesting that you say the word socialist and not communist. Uh, you probably went to Melbourne University. That's a very um. uh, <laughs> odd reference for you, a Russian from the year 1921, to make. I mean, of course, Melbourne uh, in Europe. Yes. You know, the only Melbourne that exists currently. Yes, that's that's correct, sir. Thank you for <laughs> saying historically accurate. Oh, I don't feel... Oh, oh, 
Oh no! Oh my god, it's like physique from the thing! Hey, Sajiro, I'm back! How we doing? How the fuck are you doing this again? Well... How are you in another historical person's body? This is very- it's twice in a row now. I, I- I like how your question you get now, after the first time it's happened. Only on the second time you're now questioning how actually I'm doing that, this. That's usually what I do. When something happens twice, that's when I start to question it. And also, yeah, yeah, why yeah. did you not come and possess some guy, like, during the week that I was stuck here? Like, the days that weren't podcast recording day. <laughs> well, you know, I thought you would enjoy some time, you know, enjoying the sights of Russia, Moscow, you know, before things get bad. Again. Anyway, that's besides the point. Look, the reason I can only come to you once a week is important, oh. but I can't tell you. If I tell you, it won't work. Right. Well, it's a good thing that you're here, because it's time to talk about uh, this week's movie from 1921. I chose it last week, and it's Charlie Chaplin's The Kid. Were you able to watch this in Russia? Nah, let's go with yes. <laughs> okay. I'm sure it was very popular in Russia. I mean, it was popular all over the world. This is, at the moment, uh, to history's date, one of the most popular movies of all time. This is a very popular film, this one right here. Uh, a good film, I would say. Maybe even a great film. I would say so too. We'll do uh, non-spoilers then spoilers, because that's the way the show runs now. Um, and I'll also try and do the format properly. Oh, crap. I spoiled it was a good movie. Sajo, cut it, cut it all out. Uh, I've got to make, cut it. make sure you don't let people know that this is a fantastic movie and they should absolutely go watch it. This is your first Chaplin film, isn't it? This is your first Chaplin movie. Officially, I probably have seen clips. Yeah. There's probably a few clips online, you know, funny gags. I think I watched one where he, like, did a, did a Mr. Bean with a car. He, like, drove it with a stick or something, you know. So, something like that, you know, I've seen some some of his slapstick shenanigans, but this was the first official full-length movie where I had a plot to back me up sort of thing I've seen. Well, this is his first full-length movie as well. Wow. So it's not only your first experience watching full-length Chaplin, this is also the first time we ever saw Chaplin's full-length. Wait. <laughs> Phrasing. Um, but what did he do beforehand? What, did, what does this guy do? Because he's clearly quite good at what he does. So, did he do stuff before? Yeah, he married underage girls. I mean, uh, no, he made a bunch of short films. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Hey, he, uh, he works well in Hollywood, I guess. We'll get into all of that later. Um, but yeah, he, so he was like acting since he was like four years old or something. Wow. And at some point, it might have been in, like, the mid-1910s, he created the character of the Tramp, which is that guy with, like, the bowler hat and the cane, and he's wearing, like, the oversized right, yeah, yeah. clothing and stuff. That, and yeah. that awkward ass. Yeah, the awkward ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a bunch of, like, short films in that uh, character, and then started making this, too. He did this one. And then this one was, like, massive. And so then he made yeah. heaps and heaps and heaps of movies. Oh, pretty good. Because, I mean, after watching this, I could see why. Yeah. That was a good time. I think this stands up to date, even more so than the last movie we watched. Re you think that this is better? I'd say it's better. Okay. I'd say it's better. Interesting. I'd argue it's better only because the horror of Dr. Kogari mm -hmm. doesn't age as well as the comedy. Oh, you know what? I actually would agree with that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It's because our standards for 
terrifying and horrifying. Mm. What was horrifying back in the day? Like, the devil was terrifying back in the day. Whereas it's... I feel like comedy can age quite well. A lot of things stay funny through thousands of years. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think the... Because, um, like, we did a bunch of slapstick movies in the 90s, I think, and we were both like, I don't like the slapstick in this. But the slapstick here is still quite funny. There were quite a few moments where I did start to... Uh, well, more than chuckle, I started to do a bit of a lol, actually. Oh! I was lolling. It was it was pretty good. And again, I, I've stated it before. I hate bad slapstick. Like, if you do it wrong, it's really bad. Yeah. Well, we both think that, like, in terms of modern slapstick, the only really good one is Mr. Bean. Yeah. Like, that's probably the last great slapstick thing from modern time. Yeah, exactly. And where did Mr. Bean come from? He came from Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can see the logical line. Yeah. Where, like, Mr. Bean is the next step up from Charlie Chaplin. And it is an, it even has that whole, like, silent protagonist. Even though, technically, Charlie Chaplin wasn't silent. Technically. Well, the only time we've heard this character talk was in modern times, and that's where he does finally reveal the tramp's voice, and it's all just like, <laughs> That's funny. It's <laughs> <is> very hey. <laughs> funny. That's very funny. I always thought it was going to be, like, generic voice, but if it's just like, <laughs> that's very funny. I don't know if I would say I prefer this over Caligari. I think I might have liked it just a little bit less, but I'm not I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because I've seen more of him and I'm like, oh, but he's got some other really good stuff that's better than this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was this is very new for me, so mm. it's more fresh, more interesting, more cool. I I certainly liked I think I liked it more than Dr. Caligari, but that's not Dr. Caligari's fault. It's kind of time's fault. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think if I was born around then, I probably would have liked Dr. Caligari more. But I think uh, I think this one this one aged better for me, and I like it. I like it a lot. Is there much else that we can say in non-spoilers? It's kind of different because, like with Dr. Caligari, that was all visuals and stuff that we could discuss without spoilers. Mm. Whereas this one. It's got a pretty cool set. Yeah, they yeah. set it in the street, and the street was also destructible, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a large feature of it. And um, later on, we get a bit of a dream sequence, and that was really cool. That looked really nice. And uh, I think the, the practical effects for some of those and uh, the camera work was uh, very good. Very good. Well, there is actually some wire work. There's yeah. a flying dog just kind of <laughs> flies on the screen which is very funny but there are some special effects here because it was reasonably expensive but chaplin's movies in general were known for going over budget <laughs> so <laughs> they're all kind of expensive um and you can kind of see why the acting was pretty good as well uh i really liked the kid the title character the kid yeah who's a kid Do you know what's great about this kid what's great about the kid you can't hear a single thing he's saying <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. There's one scene where the kid is like, he's in a carriage and like he's yelling something. And the whole time I was like, this might be ruined if we could hear what he was saying. Yeah, but because it's just an emotional scene and it's silent, so you can't hear. But you could see what he's saying. Mm. You really, you really, yeah, it, it, it had more impact, I feel. Yeah. He's a good actor, though. 
He's a good actor, because um, he's Uncle Fester in the original Adams Family TV show. <gasps> no! That's who he, he continued to act. He grew up to be uh, Uncle Fester in the 60s program. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, I feel like looking at the kid, especially when he was, like, crying, mm. he seemed quite upset. I think Charlie Chaplin might have just yelled at him before shooting. Yeah, yeah, just like... <laughs> he had a tendency to do that. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, my God. Charlie! <laughs> He's not a great guy, but also he makes good movies, so, you know. <laughs> Woof! Okay, I didn't know any of this. Okay, I have to skew my view of the man. Do you, you want me to go through all the reasons why Charlie Chaplin's not a very good person? Oh, God, am I cancelling him on Twitter? Oh, God. Yeah, well, number one reason, he's got a Hitler stash, and how dare he, honestly. Sure. Nowadays, I guess, sure. <laughs> um, no, so he was, yeah, he was quite a mean director. He did the Stanley Kubrick thing of shooting scenes, like, way too many many times and making everyone tired and upset. Ah. <laughs> he did that whole thing, and he seemed to get meaner the more famous he got too. That makes sense. That checks out. I think a lot of people tend to do that. They're power tripping a bit. Uh, he was very anti-feminism. He made an entire short movie mocking uh, women who wanted to vote. Wow. <laughs> Which is not great. <laughs> not great. <laughs> Pretty bad. Wow. Don't do that's that. That's up there and bad. Oh, God. And the big thing, the really big thing, is uh, he had a tendency to marry 16 or younger year old girls. Great! Uh, You know that one in the dream sequence, he kisses someone? Oh, no! Yeah, she was 12. She was 12, and then they got married when she was 15. Wait, that actor on screen was 12? Yeah, she was 12 on screen, even though she had an adult husband. (laughs) It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and also she she looked older. Yeah, that's the 20s, though, I think. Every, like, after World War One, everyone just looked old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Everyone does look way older back then, but still. Yeah. Yikes. Pretty yikes, pretty yikes. So, like, he's one of those people who you've got to be like, yeah, I mean, very important man who made movies. A little bit fucked. He's basically just a pedophile who was allowed to make films. But... Wow, okay. Well, I wish I knew this before. I was like, hey, I really enjoyed this film. No, 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 but I think that you can still enjoy this. It's the 20s. This yeah. is going to happen every week. Oh, no. I'm going to enjoy everything, but it's going to turn out they're all Nazi white power <laughs> anti-feminist pedophiles. Oh, It's going to be everyone. We'll see. we'll see what we get next week. It was a different time. Oh, it God. was a different. It was a very different. I gotta tear down my Charlie Chaplin poster. That's not gonna go well. Oh no, you bought one during the week. Yeah, <laughs> now you gotta get yeah. rid of it. <laughs> oh, I themed my whole house. Oh no. You went all in on the chap train. I named my child. Oh god. You should not do that for any other actor that we cover this entire year. <laughs> that's that's probably fair. Sorry, Charlie, you're gonna have to go to the orphanage. Oh, anyway. oh no. <laughs> Why are you, yell- you yelling over your shoulder? We're in the year t- uh, 1921. Yeah, well, that's... You see that orphan we brought with us? That's the one I named Charlie. Hello, governor! I'm, ha- I'm gonna have him... Uh... Oh, that's a spoiler. Damn it. I can't, I can't spoil the plot of the movie. But I'm gonna have the child do the plot of the movie. Wow! Uh, and I probably, like, if we're gonna be, like, Charlie Chaplin a bit of a... A bit of a dick. Should also bring up the fact that, like, he was working from age nine... In, like, workhouses. His mum was in a mental, like, asylum from, like, age 14. He also had a pretty messed up life as well. Yeah. He just also married teenagers. 
constantly. Stop doing it, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> yeah, stop. Who is sanctifying these? Good Lord. <laughs> what is going on? And everyone knew about it. What are you doing, people? Like, people who are like, I want to go back to the golden age of Hollywood. No, you don't. Don't. No. Don't do it. No. <laughs> don't do- no. It's great here. We can go back and watch the golden age of Hollywood right now yeah. in our great living conditions. Mm-hmm. And we can say, wow, glad I never met that Nazi pedophile. Oh, maybe go back to like 2019. That's like the prime <laughs> time, I think. Just before the shit's about to hit the fan. I'd go a few more years. I'd go 2015. 2015. 2015? Yeah. Let's get into some spoilers, I guess. Is there anything else non-spoilery to say? I mean, there's heaps of very funny jokes, Mm. very funny visual gags, and this film's got a real heart to it that uh, you'll be kind of hard-pressed to find in movies around this time. Yeah, it's it's got a really well-put-together story. Oh, yeah. Uh, which works really well in the comedic aspect, um, but also as just a as a heartwarming story. Did you find it easy to follow without dialogue this time around? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think this one's easier to follow than Caligari. I would agree. But but that's not a bad thing against Caligari because this is just a more simple story. Mm. Doctor Caligari had these unanswered questions on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally. the mystery and mystique of it which makes it good. Whereas this one was very clear cut because that's what the story was trying to convey. A very clear cut story. No, oh, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else non-spoilery to say aside from, yeah, it was written, directed, uh, starring, produced, all done by the chap, uh, the, the chap boy, chappy <laughs> boy. Uh, Jackie Coogan was the kid. We, we already talked about him. Mm. Oh, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes because of course it does. Uh, of course this does. 95% audience score too, I think. Every, you know, Still, yeah. Everyone yeah. likes it. Yeah. I, even if you're not a fan of silent films or old films, I think this one particularly stands out. So I think you should try it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think it's a very good one. Uh, I, I rated a goodie. A goodie from you? Yeah. I yeah, I think this is a goodie as well. I would agree with a goodie. Um, before we get into spoilers, some other big movies came out in 1921 that I could have picked that I should oh, mention. Oh, yeah. We talked about a bunch of them last week, like The Phantom Carriage, which is an- another horror film that looks really good. Uh, the Three Musketeers as well, I think I mentioned. Um, but I did some further research, and the first ever proper Sherlock Holmes adaptation came out in 1921. What? Oh, man. That would have been pretty good. Yeah, a series of short films called The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. There was one in, like, the the 1910s, but it was, like, a minute-long yeah, short yeah, yeah. thing. It doesn't entirely count. Doesn't count. Disqualified. Only a minute long. We need a movie. We need a feature length. Yeah. It makes sense, the, the different shorts, right? Because there was quite a lot of Sherlock books, so... Yeah, the first Sherlock novels, like... 10 stories i think yeah 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 so it's like you could have one short per mystery sort of thing it it makes sense makes sense but what if it was set in the modern day and (gasps) he had an ipad zach what that'd be crazy could he be played by douche fliggle cucamberto what the (laughs) douche Figgle, what did you say? I I, I don't even know. Cucumbito? Cucumbito? Damn. Everybody's favorite, everybody's favorite actor. He's a good actor. Yep. He's a good actor. Cool. Oh, that's just, that's just blindsided me. <laughs> 
I love Dushfingal uh, cucumber ant. <laughs> You're changing it every time. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. Attention all citizens. We are currently pursuing two individuals I believe are in the country under false pretenses. These undesirables are easily discernible by their unkempt appearances, their tendency to break into song, and their instrument. Did you need to bring the guitar? She's a beauty, isn't she? I call her Fred. Really? I'm going to Melbourne? Melbourne via Rottnest Island. Is that so hard to believe? This isn't a charity, you know. I don't tolerate name-calling, you bloody Darrow. Welcome to Australia. This is all your fault. Ah, the nerve of some people. All right, you unlovable ship weasel. Now it's personal. Coming soon, a story about going home, facing your past, and the music you make along the way. You, Fred, and the road ahead. Streaming soon where you get your podcasts. Why do I get the impression no one here likes me? You must be very observant. All right, let's get into some spoilers. Do we go through the plot? Plot beat by plot beat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, we, could, we could go through the basic plot, you know, follow it along. Yeah, there's, there's a few good gags along. There's a few things to, to say. What is the conceit, the setup of the movie, Zach? Uh, well, the setup is there's a woman. Mm. And she has committed a sin. My, has she? Yeah, that's that's what it says at the start. She's like, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like uh, her only sin was she had a child. Oh no! Yeah, the mother. It's interesting. None of the characters have names in this movie. They're all just called by their title. Ah, except one. Oh, the kid's name. The child. Yeah, he's named John at one point and has never brought it up ever again. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it's an interesting point, though. Like, if you're making a silent movie, just don't name the characters. Yeah, and that's something with Dr. Calgary. I only knew Dr. Calgary as a character name. I yeah. knew none of the other names because I didn't care. It didn't matter. Yeah. Much like old theatre, where they had just characters... And no real names. You didn't really need to know the names. Because it's not important. It's not really important. It's not important in this film. You know what's going on. Names aren't important towards plot. It's true. But also, Christopher Nolan named the main character and Tenet the the antagonist. And I kind of hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. But that's different, right? (laughs) Why is that different, Zach? Because, Because you're naming your character. This is the name of the character. Like... That takes away rather than adds. Yeah. That is distracting you because you go, hang on, wait a minute. I'm in a story right now. I'm not actually w- with this character in real life. I I just remembered I'm in a cinema watching a film instead of me laughing because he comes back to call him John. Yeah. And then it's never brought up ever again. Yeah. That was funny. Um. Anyway, yeah. So there's this child that gets dropped off at... A orphanage, I think? No, the child's put in a car with a note. I think the car's meant to be like some rich guy, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. She, she, yeah, she uh, drops it off at a rich person's house to be like, haha, yeah. you can take care of this baby. Please, please take care of this baby. That might be the dad. Is that meant to be the dad? That could be the dad. Oh, yeah, it's probably the dad. 
So your child left in car. By the way, illegal. If you go into the shops, don't leave your kid in the car. Well, she didn't go into the shops. That's the key bit. Ah, uh, she just left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. legal, technically. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Then uh, some uh, robbers steal the car. Like cartoonish robbers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, the the wet bandits yeah. show up and yeah. they steal this car. Like. Oh, we gotta get out of here quick! Let's steal this car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They steal the car and drive over to the one set for the movie, and uh, they leave the baby there. Well, they go to shoot the baby, they and they're like, "Ah, <laughs> ah, never mind. I'm just gonna leave it in the trash." And then who comes a uh, a strolling, but a cigar smoking, uh, hat wearing, mm-hmm. mustache bearing fancy son of a gun Mm. and he's like hey don't throw trash on me please and then they throw trash on him oh yeah i think they yell awkward ass at him as they throw oh yeah that's a (laughs) that's a bit of text that we get up on the screen it was very funny it was not what i was expecting to pop up on screen yeah for 20s quite rude yeah very rude the equivalent of that nowadays is yelling fucking awkward cunt (laughs) like in like an american movie my goodness yeah yeah no what i'm gonna do nowadays is i'm bringing it back i'm just gonna yell at people who do something anything or i'm gonna go like awkward ass (laughs) they're gonna look at me and i'm gonna throw trash at them and go awkward ass (laughs) sounds sounds great yeah you yeah. should do that. If someone comes into the place where you work and like drops an item by accident, just yell awkward ass. Awkward ass. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's great. So he tries to get rid of the kid by giving it to like some lady who's passing by, like, oh, I think you dropped this, which is funny. Yeah. And then she's like, uh, no, get it out of my pram. What are you doing? Mm. Oh, he he gives it to an old man and then runs away. <laughs> yeah. By the way, old man does not look trustworthy, this old man. Nope, nope, but Charlie Chaplin doesn't care. He's just like, I don't want this baby. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Uh, There's a cop as well who he puts the baby down on the side of the street and then sees the cop and is like, oh, just put him down there while I'm fixing my shoes. (laughs) Yep, yep. I got my baby back up. Boy, I love my child. Wouldn't abandon a child. Not me. Wouldn't throw him down a grate. No, that ain't me. Nope. He gives up, takes the baby to his house. What mm. What was the joke meant to be where the baby is doing a big shit <laughs> and he cuts a hole in the middle of a chair so that the shit can fall? Like, is the idea that the baby can poop straight into the bedpan? Yeah. Is that what the idea... Why, why have the chair there in the first place? I, I, I think I've had something like that before. Like a... That's that's just practically like a porta potty, right? You cut the whole oh, and then they sit in the chair and poop into the thing. What? Where? How else would they use the chair, son? Oh, the baby was like hanging up on wires. Well, or that was just leave the baby there and let it shit to the bedpan. <laughs> that was earlier. Obviously, the child has to sit down at some point to eat, right? I guess. Like a t- it's like a toddler chair. He made a toddler chair for him. Right. I thought. Huh, that's very interesting, because we have those nowadays as modern plastic things. We do. Worse things. That thing was made out of wood. That's recyclable. This plastic shit, we ruin the world. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Chaplin, uh, ahead of his time. Um, not in some ways, but <laughs> in, in, in others, it, yes. 
we have a cool little hang-up situation, which I thought was some cool props, where mm-hmm. the baby's in a little hang-up, a little uh, hammock, and uh, there's, like, a kettle on strings, and the kettle has a little thing to suck on, so the baby's drinking milk out of a kettle. I thought, oh, that's very cute. And then and then Charlie was like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm doing baby faces, you know, for the baby. Yeah. And I was like, oh, even Charlie thinks it's cute. Oh, this is a cute baby. Yeah, for a silent movie, we're getting a lot of character straight off the bat. Like, you know what every yeah, character is about. a lot of emotion. About. It's really good. Yeah, 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 it's really well Charlie, done. Charlie Chaplin, very good at displaying emotion. Yeah, he is. Like, he's very, he's very pronounced in it. In a comedic way, so which helps, I think, with the silent films. Yeah. Is he's being very comedic in his reactions. Yeah. Which, in normal film, is a good way of displaying a sort of comedic thing. But in this, also displays the emotion you're trying to display better. Yeah. So I think uh, this sort of comedy leans itself well to silent film. I think that's a good point and correct. Oh, yeah, the mum decides she wants the kid back, but obviously the car's been stolen. We cut five years later. Whoa. I'm docking points from this movie. It's having jump cuts. I hate those. Do you? Garbage film. Okay. No, just... I didn't think that was a big thing that you didn't like in movies. I thought that was fine. Ah, jump cuts. They're not great. Uh, You couldn't... Sometimes you need to jump forward in time to tell a story. Yeah, that's true, but what... Rome wasn't built in a daze. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's why we need to see it being built. You want to see all five years? Oh, my God. Absolutely. I want this to be a five-year-long film. Oh, my goodness. That's very art house of you to say. (laughs) Yeah, I want this to be a a Truman Show-style five years of this child growing up. No, but but, uh, what they really needed was a musical montage. Well, montages weren't invented yet. No. Uh, So five years later, they're working the streets. Yes, and they have a, a very specific grift that they're doing to earn a bit of cash. Yeah. It's quite it's quite ingenious. We have young John here. Young John, he is a is a young boy, so he can get away with doing a lot of silly things. Mm. And what's one of the things he's doing? He's throwing rocks. He's throwing rocks, yes, he's assaulting people, he's murdering people in the streets and stealing their money. No, I mean close. He's <laughs> He's not murdering people, but he is murdering windows. No, he yeah, he's he's murdering windows. But it was funny to watch you nod and then go, huh? Mm, audio. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, a podcast. Audio podcast. Anyway, yes, the kid kid throws rocks at windows and breaks them. Mm. And who's that walking along? Why? It's a window repair man. He repairs windows. And yes. an everyday occurrence, I'm sure. I mean, with this kid running around, yes, it is, actually. Well, he really, like, yes. carved out a market for himself. And I don't mean the kid throwing the windows. I mean, like, <laughs> just walking around with window panes to fix people's windows with. I wonder if it was more common back in the day, before you had, like, telephones and other things, like, that a guy just went around to be like, hey, you need new windows? I got some window panes in the back. Yeah, potentially. Uh, Charlie Chaplin's following his kid around who's breaking windows, and he's uh, offering to repair them for a fee. Yes. Bit of a grift, bit of a grind, but uh uh-oh, 
Who's this? Oh, it's the policeman. Oh, he's going to chase him. He's going to chase him around town. Yes, he's going to follow them. And then Charlie, like, he finishes uh, repairing a window and is about to take the money off the lady for paying for it. Yeah. And then the police officer comes around and he's like, oh, no, no, no. You keep your keep your money. Anyway, got to go. Bye bye. Oh, but Charlie, he gets back at the cop for doing this. He gets back at the cop because he goes and he uh, hangs out and laughs with the cop's wife. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, devilish. Uh, look, he like he likes what he can't have, question mark. I don't know why that was such a running plot in the film. Yeah, yeah, no. I just realised it now. I just realised it now. <laughs> I realised have... it halfway through the dream sequence. I was like, wait, this again? No, because I forgot about the cop, right? I forgot about the cop situation. But yes, no, later on he also talks with another guy's wife. And it's like, wh- why is he doing this? I don't know. It could have been funny back then. Oh, probably, probably, the yes. The concept might have been funny. Like, it's funny because it's the cop and we don't like him because he's the bad guy. And then he reaches his hand out the window and, like, grabs the guy's shoulder and he thinks it's just the wife. Ha <laughs> ha. But then the cop tries to strangle at him and he's like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, there's one sequence in the movie that I quite enjoyed, which is um, the kid's mum is now a star of some sort. Could be a film. Yeah, yeah. An actor. Doesn't really matter, but she's famous now. She's a famous woman. And she goes out every now and then and gives toys to the children of the neighborhood, which is very nice of her. She was never able to have another kid, so she goes out and she, uh, she gives toys to these kids. And um, she gives a toy to her son, who she doesn't know is her son. Quite a nice moment. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yes, I love me some giraffe and ball. Mm. Hell yeah. This is my jam. He loves these toys. They're his favorite toys. I sure hope nothing bad happens to these specific toys later. Well, along comes that one Russian kid. That Russian kid who's not actually a kid. He likes to fight people. Have you seen this guy? He's big on TikTok. (laughs) No. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. Okay. Yeah, he comes along. I'm just saying that because this kid that steals the toys, he looks like 30. He's seen some shit, man. This kid (laughs) looks... (laughs) That's true. That's true. But yeah, this kid uh, grabs his toys. He runs away with it. He throws them. And then uh, they beat each other up. (laughs) Yeah. And then Charlie comes along and he's like, "Ah, what are you doing? You're beating up this other kid. You got to do it like this. I'll show you how to punch him. You do it like this. You kick him <laughs> you in the like stomach. This. Meanwhile, the bully's uh, brother comes mm. along, and he's like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And the bully's like, "Oh, boo, this this Charlie uh, kid beat me up. This John, he he totally wrecked me. Even though he's like half my size." Yeah. Oh, and we should mention that that uh, this kid's brother looks like Popeye. Mm. He's got, like, the musculature of Popeye. Yeah, yeah, he's got some big muscle suit. Yeah. And he's, like, leaning forward with a puffed-up chest. He's a big boy. (laughs) Big boy, and he comes over, he's like, I'm gonna beat you up, Charlie Chaplin, for all those underage girls you're dating. Uh, Honestly, real real hero of the show, I feel. (laughs) He's the hero of the movie. (laughs) But, um, despite his best efforts, he, like punches bricks out of a wall. He knocked down a lamppost. Oh, that was cool. Because you don't expect it in a movie of this time. No, no, no. This guy to just punch a brick wall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The effects were really good. But also, 
This guy's punching bricks out of walls and bending lampposts with his... If he collides one with Charlie Chaplin, Charlie's dead. Oh, he's... Yeah, he's big time dead. He's, he's a goner. But here's the thing. This guy is slow. Charlie Chaplin, he's quick. And yeah, he's he's dashing about, he's running around, and this big guy's trying to fight him. Uh, when the kind mother lady comes along. Yeah. She's like, oh, you guys shouldn't fight. Don't you know you should turn the other cheek? And the bully's like, oh, you're right. Quick, Charlie, you know what? You could have a tap on the cheek here. Go for it. And Charlie grabs a brick and does him over the head. <laughs> does him over the head. This is very silly. And then they keep fighting. Uh, until... And then they continue fighting again. But uh, Charlie's got the upper hand now because he's bricked him a few times. <laughs> yeah. So he so he keeps dodging out of the way and bricking him on the head again. Oh, Eventually the bully's like, oh, I feel a bit too woozy about this. Oh, also the bully randomly knocks out a cop that comes along to break them up. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's quite funny. But, oh no, the kid is sick now. Uh-oh. They find out the kid's sick. The mother's like, oh, that kid you got there, that's definitely not my son. He looks a bit sick. And so the doctor comes over. And the doctor is like, who's this kid's dad? Charlie Chaplin's like, not me, sir. And the doctor's like, hmm, uh, I have no context as to knowing whether or not this child is being cared for or not. But you know what? I don't like this guy. Because for the last five minutes, his slapstick accidentally hurt me in several manners. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call the orphanage. Oh, no, not the classic villains of 1920 cinema. The orphanage. Yes, the evil orphanage something asylum or whatever it was. Mm. It was an asylum for orphans. And I was like, oh, that's a bit... That's a bit dark. Orphan Asylum. And they come over and they take John. They take John into their car and Charlie Chaplin's like, No! Not on on my watch, mister. He he gives him a good fight. Mm. He breaks an urn of someone's ashes, I think, over a guy's head. And I'm like, was that someone's ashes? (laughs) I think he did, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they have this very emotional... uh, sort of parting of ways and he's like no my baby it was it was very emotional that was a good scene that was the scene where i was like oh that kid is phenomenal in this movie yeah such a good little actor boy it it tings at your heartstrings you know it's it's yeah oh poor 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 kid very sad and uh, there's a bit of a rooftop chase where charlie chaplin's trying to get to the the car via running along the roof, which is cool. Second yes. movie this year uh, out of the two we've done that has a rooftop chase. That's true. Wonder if we can keep that streak running. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people used to run. Well, that was a thing back in the day. You had chimney sweeps that uh, specifically ran across the roofs and other things. Man, we need to bring it back. More people should be running on roofs. I think people do still. Every now and then I'll get a video on TikTok of like some parkour guy. But granted, they're trained now. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But I mean in like cinema and not just action films because there's a lot of action films, but that's the only ones where people run on. uh, We need more running on roofs. You want like a, you want like a a Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. Uh, remake that's just them running along rooftops and having a fun time. It plays on repeat. Uh, it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. I love that song. Yeah, it's a good song, and they're just running along. <laughs> so he's eventually reunited with John, and he gives him a big old kiss on the lips, and I was like, 
Meh. Nothing wrong with kissing your dad on the lips. Uh, just, nah, nah, don't do it. Don't do it, I think. <laughs> yeah, no. It was weird. Doesn't doesn't Tom Brady, he loves a good snog with his dad. Why not? It's Tom Brady. He's a football player in America. No one cares. All He's right. probably had so many concussions and he thinks it's normal. <laughs> Got him! Whoa. Whoa. Um, hey. I'm making all the wild accusations tonight. So, so once uh, Charlie's got his kid, they're in hiding now because the police are trying to find him to uh, put the child back in the orphanage. Yeah. Meanwhile, the mother has found out she finds the note that she left with the baby five years ago. Yeah, the doctor has the note that Charlie Chaplin uh, showed the doctor and now she's seen the note. And she's like, oh my god. She knows that uh, he's actually her son. Yeah. So she gets the police to go looking for them to try and find them. So Charlie has to hide with his child so they can't find him. And they stay at a a hostel. But they only pay for one. (laughs) And then uh, he tries to hide the child. Yeah, I really enjoyed that joke where um, he's getting ready to go to bed and like the guy in the bed next to him is trying to pickpocket him. And the pickpocket like Mm. finds a coin that Charlie didn't previously find when he was walking into the shelter. And so like he sees that the guy has found a coin. He's like, oh, great. And he takes the coin and then he puts the guy's hand back into his pockets so that he can find more money. Yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. That's a good, that's a good joke. It was a great joke. It's like, oh, I had money in it. Quick, see if you can find any more. It's very good. But yeah, they, they try and go to sleep, but the hostel guy is like, hey, you can't have a child in here. You didn't pay for it. And Charlie's like, oh, I found this coin earlier. So here you go. Mm. And then they go to sleep. But that hostile guy is reading the newspaper. Mm. And in the newspaper, there's the advertisement for a reward for the child. Uh, so he he steals in their sleep. He steals the child, Ooh. John, back to his mum. Steals the child. And Charlie Chaplin wakes up. But he's like, oh, where are you? Falcor! He just runs around. Falcor! Atreyu! <laughs> he runs around. He runs around so much that he uh, he falls asleep. Falcor! He gets back home and he just falls asleep. Atreyu! And then he's transported into the never-ending dreamland. <laughs> ba da 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 da. But it was also confusing because I was like, because it's a dreamland, right? But he looks like he's in heaven. So I'm wondering, hmm, did Charlie, is this a dream or is he dead? It's meant, what I thought this was meant to be was like a Garden of Eden situation where he's like in this amazing world and then the devils come in and they start to corrupt only the women because Charlie Chaplin was sexist. That, exactly. But I think I think that's because it's a dream about a Garden of Eden situation. Yeah. But the other way, it could have been literal heaven. What 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 was the point of this whole sequence, though? Um, was it to kiss a twelve-year-old girl on the lips? Because he does that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. No, it's specifically so he can cuck a guy and have a flying dog on screen. Flying dog, cool. But wh- what is with the running theme of? women being unfaithful what is the point of that in this movie like that's probably why i didn't like this as much as caligari because that whole running joke i was like what 
You like your films wholesome and Christian, not like a scandalous <laughs> piece of work. This movie was too scandalous for me, that's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, hang on, no, I did enjoy how the cop sees that he's hanging out with this 12-year-old and then just pulls a gun and shoots him dead. Oh yeah, that's great. I did enjoy that, actually. That was funny, that's what you get. Because he's in a dream, some devils come in, they, like, whisper evil things. They whisper to the lady to vamp him. Vamp being the term for a scandalous woman who mm. who seduces men with her looks. For a succubus, yes. And, yeah, and then uh, he kisses a girl in front of her, her husband. And the husband's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's get it on. Let's do some <laughs> let's kisses. And then a devil comes up. He's like, no, you're going to be jealous of him now. And the husband's like, no, I'm actually jealous. I hate this. Punch. <laughs> Just punches and then him. Uh, I did. I mentioned this because I like the fight scene because then a crowd forms around them. Yeah. And all you see is like feathers going everywhere. <laughs> I really enjoyed that as well. Yeah, it was really funny because they clearly got like these feather pillows and just tore them up and threw the feathers up into the air. It was very funny. Maybe I did like the sequence actually, thinking about all the dumb shit that happens at the end of it. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, yeah. They, it is but... still very funny when he tries to fly away and then a cop just shoots him out of the sky. <laughs> oh, and it's great visually because you don't see Charlie Chaplin. You just see the, the cop shooting yeah. and then you all watch the whole crowd look up and then look down yep. as they see him fall. So you don't actually see Charlie fall, but you know he hit him and he fell down, which is, is, quite, is quite great. It's very ingenious, I think. Yeah. And then, um, and then he wakes up and the cop's like, you gotta come with me. And he's like, no, cop, don't take me away. But actually, this is a silent film. So obviously the cop couldn't have said this, but the cop could have just been like, oh, no, I'm going to take you to your son. Yeah. But instead, it's a silent film. So the cop doesn't say that. He just drags him along. And then Charlie gets to the big house and he's reunited with his child. Yay. Yay! And the cop's actually friendly now. For some reason. And and um, the mother's like, come into my house. Charlie Chaplin, you stinky old man, you dirty tramp. Come into my house. And uh, then the the movie ends, which, yeah, it's a nice ending. Yeah. Nice reuniting right there at the end. Yeah, you see the child back together with uh, Chaplin. It's like, oh, yay, there could be a big happy family now. And that's it. Yeah. It's interesting, Um, like, the character of the tramp, he, they, every time it's a new film or a new short film... Obviously, the reset button is pushed. Yeah. So none of this matters in future movies. But yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice wholesome ending because I'm pretty sure in all of the other Tramp movies, I don't know, he's just hurt a bunch and goes home. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. This one has a has a like a story arc, yeah. which is pretty great, which is good. It has start, beginning, middle, and end. Uh, yeah, we, we've already given it goodies and obviously good film, but a few weird parts that are weird because of context. Yeah, wow. That In context, this was a lot weirder. Without the context, I enjoyed this more than you, that's for sure. <laughs> With the context, looking back on it, very awkward. Yeah. Clearly, you didn't enjoy it as much because of the context, whereas I had <laughs> no, no idea. I... I still, like, I would give this, like, four out of five stars. Like, yeah. with context, it takes away a little bit, but not that much. It's still really good. I was thinking 4.5, so, but yeah, we were, we were very close together. But yeah, the context is like, ugh. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, it's Julie. And KB. From Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. What do we talk about, Julie? Conspiracies. No way. What kind do we talk about? Celebrities. Government. Time travel. Tune in every Monday. What day? Monday. What was it? Monday. Oh, Monday. Monday for your fill of conspiracy theories. All right, let's do a little remake. A little remakey-makey. Oh, yeah. She's 18. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That was that was a great remake, everybody. We did it, boys. Well, the first we thing... Yeah, we could pick a director, but I firstly want to pick who plays the tramp. And oh. if this is the start of a franchise... Rowan Atkinson? Oh, he's a bit old now, though, isn't he? I mean, he is a bit old, and he probably wouldn't want to do this. No. No one really does slapstick anymore, do they? But who would you... Yeah, no, that's that's hmm. why it's like, Rowan Atkinson is the only person who's done specifically this sort of thing in our modern age. But that was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And he like doesn't do many movies anymore. I can think like, like maybe Jack Black, but again, he's too old now. Uh, Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart? Oh yeah, I could see that. Hear me out. Yeah. Hear me out, all right? Chris Pratt. Nah, <laughs> it depends if we're going to honour Ben's challenge to never cast Chris Pratt in any. Oh, shit. I forgot about <laughs> Even that. Even though I don't dislike him. <laughs> but... Oh, I keep, I keep forgetting that was a challenge. And I immediately went, oh, let's put Chris Pratt in this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. Uh, Kevin Hart would be good. I like Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart as the tramp. Because he's the only guy who's like... Super energetic and also young enough, I think. Well, you know what's going to happen if you have Kevin Hart in a franchise. The Rock's going to show up at some point. Yeah, The Rock's going to show up. So, is The Rock, one, the police officer, (laughs) two, the bully, or three, uh, like some other character, like the doctor or something? I don't think The Rock would do a supporting cast member. I don't think he would do a not main role. Well, you would have to change the role, obviously, to make it more central. Because if it's a franchise, they're, re- they're going to be recurring characters, right? Right. So I think he's the bully, and they have the slapstick fight, right? Where it's like Kevin Hart dancing around, and The Rock literally, like, smash... Oh, that would be great. The Rock could smash a wall, and you could see Kevin's heart reaction like... What the fuck? <laughs> You've sold me. I'll put yeah. Dwayne in as the brother. But then they become friends. Ooh. That's the idea. Yeah, okay. After their big fight. So we can, like, kind of adapt the later Tramp movies, but also, like, add in elements. Like, The Rock's in this one as well. Yeah, The Rock's gonna have to be in this one, and he's gonna have to be a recurring character. Mm. But, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a, like, a good guy now. And now... Charlie Chaplin uses him as his, like, ace in the hole. It's like, oh, you could go beat, do, do this big thing for me. Yeah. But of course, he, he's, he's the big bully, right? So he's going to be dumb and he makes mistakes. He's dumb. 
Um, my first thought for the mother was Kate Blanchett. I don't know why, mm. but I think she would be really good coming in there because, like, she looks like an old time actor. That's true. Kate Blanchett is the mum. Um, the kid though, Tom Holland. Kid done. Easy. The kid is played. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom Holland. Holland. Oh. Excellent. Oh. But Tom Holland, like, on his knees and, like, the camera angles there. So it makes, makes, makes... We added an unnecessary amount of visual effects to cast Tom Holland. As yeah. This Is this movie silent then? Because his vo- Actually, he does sound like a child. No, no, no. This is a silent film. Okay. Absolutely. I'm thinking... Oh, wait, no. Because this could be... I, w- I was in my head. I was thinking this was a silent film. We could go talking. Yeah, I forgot about that, because Kevin Hart makes more sense now, because before I had him not talking. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, is Kevin Hart that good without talking? Because he talks the talk and he walks the walk, but would he walk the walk if he could only walk the walk and not talk the talk? That's a good question. I don't know. I think Kevin Hart could do it. He's very expressive. I like it. And the only other role would be the cop, and my pick is Jason Statham. <laughs> Jason Statham. Uh, Yeah. No, that's fair. Or Vin Diesel. I like Vin Diesel. Okay. I think Vin Diesel is a good pick for a cop figure. I like it. It's funny. He could he could he could talk about how um he doesn't like it when people drive fast. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I can't think of a director. Who does comedy? Like the current big comedy directors, Taika with T D. Yeah. He'd make it too wordy. Well, Here's the, here's the thing, though, right? Like, he has very specific New Zealand human uh, humour. Yeah. And obviously his last film didn't land so well, but his other ones are really good. They are all quite good, yeah. Um, but it's specific New Zealand humour. So you could do it like New Zealand humour. Oh, no, you know who it is. Because we saw Raising Arizona, it's, it's the Collins. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done a fair bit of slapstick, so they they could absolutely direct this. All right, the co- oh, a remake of Charlie Chaplin's The Kid, directed by the Coen brothers, uh-huh. with Kevin Hart and Tom Holland. Featuring The Rock and Vin Diesel. This is terrible. I hate this. This is awful. This is really bad, and I hate everything. I I think the only thing that's bad here is Vin Diesel. Well, obviously Tom Holland is way too old to be the kid. But... <laughs> no, but that, that, that bit's the funniest part of this casting. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, I think I think that's it. I think that's the entire episode. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening, everyone, for our yeah. second episode in this journey. A journey? A journey. Um, if you like the show and you want to help us out, it's super easy to do it. All you have to do is walk up to a friend and be like, Charlie Chaplin was a bit fucked, actually. <laughs> and they'll go like, what? Isn't he that comedy guy? And are you like, no, he's a pedophile. Well, actually, he is a comedy man, but he's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. Here's my proof. It's this podcast. A- anyway, uh, yeah, go go watch um The Kid. It's really good. It's about him and a kid. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Should have prefaced this earlier. That's that's how you recommend the show. Director Ben Stiller, maybe? Oh, mm. actually, yeah. <laughs> That was that was going to be my suggestion, but I like the Colin Brothers as well. Actually, Ben Stiller's a pretty good pick as well, yeah. Um, but the Colin Brothers is already there, and we're in the outro, so oh well. <laughs> <laughs>
Now, Sanja, you may have noticed last week we didn't do the Rotten Tomatoes segment. No, we didn't. Yeah. Well, Sandra, I've got something a little cooked up. Oh, little... you've been cooking things up in your meth oven, have you? Yeah, yeah. My future <laughs> meth lab. In the future. Because obviously I don't have a meth lab in the past. Uh, no, my meth lab in the future, obviously, because this is 1921 Russia. Mm. And so if uh, can't can't make a meth lab here. But in the future, I've been cooking up some new reviews because I've got to bring them to the past. And this doesn't quite work as well. So I've been cooking up a scheme that I'm Ooh. ready. I need like uh, one week. One week? Which for you would be like a week and a half. Maybe maybe less, maybe more. I don't know. The timey-wimey things a bit. I'll need a month, but you'll only have a week. Okay. It's a bit weird. That that checks out. All right. So what you're basically saying is next episode we're going to have the return of some reviews. Some very rotten reviews. Well, if that doesn't deserve a bloody rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, then I don't know what, what does, then. Oh, man, that just makes me want to rate it five stars and leave a comment saying how much you hated the fact that Charlie Chaplin ruined your childhood. Yeah. Well, he ruined three women's childhood. <laughs> oh, no. I shouldn't have said that. Bad choice of words. All right. End the episode. Yeah. And uh, we're on all the things. We're on uh, Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on um, literally every app under the sun at Oldie Buddy Goodie Pod. And if you want to help out the show, the show is kept alive by our patrons over on Patreon. Hey, this show is for free. But if you think that this show is worth money, then you can... Spend that money and also buy more episodes, like a review of Avatar 2 mm. and Friday the 13th 2, which is out soon as well, over on patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod and you get ad-free episodes too, so it's just worth your bloody buck and you can go do that if you want. Spoilers for Avatar 2. It's, it, they have names. <laughs> what? Oh my god, I know. They finally added names into Avatar. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For the first time. It was weird that the first movie had zero names for any of the characters. No. But now going back to old cinema, maybe maybe that was James Cameron's whole thing. It was a reference to old cinema. Uh, Zach, it's your pick. It's your time to pick a movie uh, that came out uh, not in 1921. We reviewed one film. And do you know what? Quite frankly... I'm sick of it. What? I'm sick of 1921. Oh, well, good thing we're going to 1922 then. Yes, please. I want to go to a different year. I hope none of the actors in these uh, sully my opinion on the... Uh, was that a reference to a character from Terminator? No, that was a reference to Avatar 2, oh. where their last name is the Sully. Wait, I forgot that their name was the Sully. Maybe a- <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, oh, can you imagine forgetting the names from Avatar? <laughs> I could never have done this. Uh, you've got quite a few options from 1922. There's some good ones. Boom, first off, Robin Hood. Uh, Oliver Twist! Oh, Oliver Twist! Oliver Twist! Oh my god, Sky High. Sky High, not the childhood favourite superhero movie, just Sky High, but this looks like a western? Mm. Yeah, it's a western called Sky High. I think there was another Sherlock Holmes? Yep, yep, that's uh, a bunch of other shorts, another Sherlock Holmes yeah. uh, journey. Oh, Grandma's Boy, uh, which is about a timid man who seeks refuge with his grandmother when he's asked to join a hunt for a murderer. Oh my. <laughs> awesome. Oh, it's got a magical amulet in it for some reason. Oh, my. <laughs> Actually, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Manslaughter. 
mm. uh, which I think contains possible murder in it. I'm not sure. That's uh, that's a bit uncouth for me. The man from beyond. <laughs> A man who has been frozen in the Arctic ice for a hundred years returns to civilization to find his lost love. <gasps> Sci-fi. Ooh, very cool. But, you know, my number one pick. What's your number you, one you pick? You probably guessed it by now because it's on your list. It'd probably be near the top of your list. It's one of the most famous movies of all time. It features horror. We haven't done any horror monster movies, and this is why. Because there's a lot of them, and we want to do the best ones. And by best ones, I mean... We want to pick and choose the ones we want to do. Yeah. Because later on, we do a really terrible one on purpose. But it's Nosferatu. Oh, Nosferatu. <laughs> it's Nosferatu. Oh, you're picking an unofficial arty adaptation of Dracula. Yes. Well, Nosferatu, I've always wanted to see Nosferatu. Nosferatu was one of the number one picks of this season, I think, that I wanted to see. Because I, I'm a big v- vampire fan. You are. You love a vamp. You love a vamp. I, I, I can't say no to a vamp, that's for sure. Um, and uh, this one's very iconic, so I want to watch it. I remember as a child, I liked to listen to the like classical music that was played in some of these old films. Like the dun-dun-dun-dun. And imagine that I was at a deep, dark castle Ugh. as either running away from or being the vampire. Being the vampire, become the Nosferatu. The creature of the night, roaming the halls in search of his next victim. Ooh. It's also a solid 90-minute long mm. film as well. All right, Nosferatu next week. Well, I'm going to let you leave the body of that Russian man and I'm going to open a portal. Oh, right. I forgot I was possessing a guy. Oh, sorry. Suka <laughs> blit. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that? Why did you swear in Russian but this whole time you've been talking in English? Well, you were speaking English before, but I just got possessed by a person, so I, you know... Oh, you're aware that you got possessed? Well, I just... I, I'm unpossessed now. But, like, were you listening to that entire conversation? Yes. What do you think about Charlie Chaplin being a pedophile? <laughs> I think all of Europe is bad, and I should do something about it. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, well, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. I'm gonna go... Uh, through that doorway that just opened up over there. Don't look at it. Might ruin history. Look over there. Look at that kitty cat that's just walking around. Oh, wow. Look, it is a little kitty cat. This is a very distracting thing. I will name it Kara because that is a good name for a cat. Oh, very good. Well, I have escaped uh, and and I'm going into the portal and I'm oh, going... take this... Take this poor orphan child with you as well. Wow! What is, what is with this child following me? I thought I left the kid back in 1920. Anyway, come along, child. What's going on? Does anybody have any money for bread? Off to the portal I go. Farewell, Russia. Who knows where I'll end up on the other side of it. Probably Germany again. Let's be honest. It's a German movie. I'm going to think about Germany and click my heels together. Farewell into the past. I'm an awkward ass. I did not get the clicking the heels reference as it is not being produced yet as a film.
Thank <laughs> you.